Welcome to Ladies Get Action, the podcast where two best friends talk about getting action, movies. I'm Rebecca Ringley. And this is Rin Olson. This week we watched Death Race, uh, the 2008 action jail racing movie um, starring Jason Statham. And I thought it was Megan Fox at first, but it's not. It's just another lady. Another beautiful hot lady who I so think i never seen again. <laughs> nope. Anonymous hot woman. And uh, Tyrese. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, we have so much to talk about with this movie. Yes. (laughs) Um, How's your week been? My week has been pretty good. It's been uh, incredibly work focused, which is good. Um, Rebecca, that's a, that's a beautiful like resume word. Thank you. (laughs) I need to start collecting and working on my resume words for um, an application that I'm working on for a society I may be involved in soon. So I need to work on that too. That's on my long list, but yes, I had a very good work focus week, very scheduled, lots to do, (laughs) but it was nice. It was still pretty good. And I saw a friend uh, yesterday. I got my nails done, but I fucked up one of my nails immediately. Oh, they're so beautiful. I was chopping vegetables and I got a little bit of the, somebody just got the nail polish off. Didn't cut the nail. Oh yeah. I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll like patch it with like a similar color, just like at the edge there and hope no one notices. I think that's fair. I mean, why not? I mean, it's a gel manicure. so It's going to look different. It's a gel manicure and it chipped off? Well, with the blade of a knife. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, sense. I mean, if I had done a worse job, I would have lost part of finger, but I only lost a little bit of the nail polish, not even any part of the nail. So I think I can patch it. Like I think I could, you know, if you can see Yeah. It. I think you're fine. Yeah. It, it's not the end of the world, but, but yeah, I had a nice fun weekend and then I got to see Ren um, online on, on, uh, on zoom while we watched a movie last night, which was really fun. Not the movie that we are discussing for the podcast, which I watched after this movie. <laughs> yeah. That again, what a wild double feature that must've been. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> can't even describe it, but I guess I will. Yes. Before we get into the movie we watched last night though, how's your week been? How are you doing? My week has been good. Yeah. I'm, I'm still in Alaska as I will be for the next couple of podcasts. So it's been really fun living with my sister again. I'm up here dog sitting for my parents. And usually when my dad is here, Emma, the Husky, like he is her person and like Mm -hmm. she loves him and everybody else is kind of like chopped liver. But since it's just me and Carly, I am her person and it's so nice to be loved by this dog. She had a very traumatic puppyhood. And so like she just gets a little bit anxious and a little bit weird about things, but We've been having a great time with like lots of uh, walks in the park and in the forest. And we just did a, a great 10 mile hike today from which I'm pretty tired. Yeah, um, I understandable. But, but it's been really fun. It's been interesting trying to balance working remotely and slash working from home for me yeah. and also wanting to get out and do things yeah it's been kind of rainy here but in Alaska if it's raining that's sort of like okay so put on a raincoat so what well you get so few decent like decently warm days a year that makes a lot of sense that it would the philosophy would be like okay this is summer we only get so much summer let's go outside yeah exactly and so when it's spectacularly beautiful it's also really hard to be inside when I could like I could be in the mountains hiking yeah Um, 
but my, all my clients will be happy to know that I am actually working on their copy <laughs> instead. <laughs> but yeah, it's been really good. And we watched, can I tell everyone what yeah. we watched last night? Yeah, we, we had watched, a fun little girls movie night. And we watched JLo's Marry Me, mm-hmm. which looked really fun from the trailers. And I love a good like fake lovers to real lovers trope. Oh yeah, it's a classic rom-com and I loved it. I love JLo too. I think she's such a great leading lady. And she's such a good actress. And I thought it was really sweet. I really love her. I mean, I love her in like Hustlers, obviously. Yes. Um, but I love her in rom-coms. Me too. She's fantastic at it. Yeah. So it was really fun. And it was like a totally ridiculous plot. <laughs> but you went with it. And the only thing I think all of us, because it was me, you, me, and Carly, that we didn't like was that Owen Wilson's character should have apologized at one point. Yeah. It was just missing like a tiny beat. Yeah. Um, but otherwise it was a really fun time. It was so cute. And there were the songs in it were good. They were like, yeah, there were musical numbers. That we were, were like bouncing around in our seats. It was cute. It was just like a really fun movie and so light, just enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Just like hot people falling in love. <laughs> and then you followed it with this movie. And then I got up, <laughs> had some dinner because Carly and I, Carly had right. caught um, some salmon last weekend and so we had salmon tacos which were great and then I, we did the dishes and I came downstairs and I watched this movie did you watch it with Carly or did she opt out <laughs> no no she opted out <laughs> the funniest thing is that Carly also opted out for marry me at first she's like I don't want to watch that and then I guess she heard Rin and I having so much fun watching well, and I, I also yelled at one point like Carly you're missing a really great movie yeah to be fair she she sat through tower heist or half of tower heist and was like i don't want to i don't want to watch this oh fair so i think she kind of was worried that all of the movies that i watch are going to be things she doesn't want to watch fair enough but she did enjoy it we um we got her hooked to on marry me so it was a success yeah i need to go download the soundtrack or like figure out how to listen to it because it was so good I'm sure it's on Spotify. Oh yeah, probably. Okay, so we did watch Death Race. You watched it last night. I watched it about an hour, like minutes ago. I finished it. Oh, so um, it's so fresh. It's very fresh for me. Um, you had like a 10 mile hike to work it out of your system. So let's start with you. Overall thoughts, then we'll get into the story, whatever story there is. Overall thoughts, what did you think? Oh man, this movie. I think we should pull up a synopsis to read it because even the whoever is like distributing this movie does not take it seriously. I knew what it was going to be growing in. You can tell by the poster. Um, I also went in having watched Marry Me, which we just mentioned, and was full of fish tacos and like a drink or two and was feeling pretty good. So overall thoughts are that if you take out the extreme violence, <laughs> if you take out all the other like I mean look this is not a good movie if you take it at very face value and don't dig into the deeper things that the movie could consider it's like proposing or highlighting then it's fine what are your thoughts um I think this is a pretty bad movie (laughs) yeah um overall it's pretty dumb it feels like it's a ripoff of so many things that we've seen you know, it's it's like a fast and furious race set inside Escape from New York. With an element of John Wick. Yeah. And um, oh, there's another one too that I made me think of. But yeah, it's 
it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, you're right about the gore. There's like two or three moments of, uh, of just really gratuitous gore mm-hmm. that I feel like we're definitely not the intended audience for. I was going to ask, who do you think this movie was made for? Teenage boys or, mm. or like men in their thirties yeah. up to then, like 18, like 15 to 30, 15 to 40. If you're like never married and live, you know, like love video games. This, this also felt like a video game. Yes, it did. It did feel like a yeah. video game. But yeah, no, overall, I was not a big fan. Um, I love Jason Statham. I mean, and he like, he threatened to make the movie fun the whole time, you know, Tyrese is great too. And I liked seeing the two of them and I had a fun time near the end, but you're right. Like this movie brings up all these ideas in the, not even in the film, but in a a text frame or four consecutive text frames. It's a lot of, of exposition to do just by literally writing it out, which is a bad sign that they don't ever sort of get into. Like I was confused what the rest of the world looked like. I was confused. I was confused about, confused about a lot of things about this prison system. And, Cause they're trying to make it like a hunger games, but also escape from New York prison state. Yeah. It was very much, I got more escape from New York. Well, it's, I only it. say the hunger games cause they're televising the death race. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, is this like 2012, did you say or 2008? It's no, it came out in 2008, but they say in 2012, the economy oh. collapses. Mm, right, so it's, right. It's set in a post 2012 world. Again, the movie doesn't want to take anything other than itself, other like anything other than face value, which is why it's like, okay, but do you want to talk about like the, the profit prison <laughs> sort well, of thing? That was one of the funnier things because like that's in the, the text box that they show before the film starts is one of many, too many things that were in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of them is like the corporations run all the prisons and the prison used to stream cage fights online, but that wasn't enough. So now they're streaming to the death car races online mm-hmm. um, for pay. Aren't most prisons run by corporations for profit now? Yeah, that's the thing. I thought that was already the case. So this reminds me of when I was younger, I wrote the story about like this girl who has to like travel outside of her walled city and it's to go get an abortion. And it's like very, I thought I was being so edgy and I showed it to my mom and my mom was like, okay, this actually already happens. <laughs> this is our current reality. And not in like a, like a mean way or like a, no. you know, that's a bad story, but it was more like a, this, you need to find something else to say if you want to make this into a short story because this is actually reality. Um, right. And that's kind of what this movie feels like. It's, it feels like it's trying to be super edgy, but I think, you know, like you said, prisons are already, already run for profit. And I'm sure there's like, while they may not be streaming death races <laughs> online, I'm sure there are a million ways in which like the corruption kind of is a reality. Yeah. And this film definitely touched on that, but the, like they fixed the game. You know, that the right. the warden of the prison and the prison guards have all fixed the game and they've fixed every kind of game in every sense. So, yeah. okay. I mean, it feels like if, uh, it feels like the film had one thing to say and that, that was it and they said it and then they didn't go any further than that. And it's a really, really simple idea. The other thing that annoyed me is that I felt like this film was so claustrophobic. 
Like we really did not leave the prison. It didn't help also. This was really stylized and like chrome. Like there was a big, I feel like everything was kind of chrome tinted. Well, yeah, it looked almost like a Sin City, like, um, yeah, like very, um, like the, like the color was sort of soaked out of it. Mm, Very desaturated. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's like dark to look at. (laughs) Um, but claustrophobic to me, I'm like, oh, we're still in this like dirty, yucky place. Mm-hmm. Old movie, except for like the end, like the, before the end credit scene. Um, my favorite line, I think, from our too long text at the beginning was, "They are the new gladiators, and the prison their coliseum." <laughs> anyway, it opens in with those text, like those that text bracket, bracket, and then we're immediately in a car with. Uh, some guy wearing a mask. Right. Wearing a mask. Looks like a serial killer mask. Yeah, he does. Or it does. And the woman who I thought was Megan Fox is like riding with him. Mm-hmm. And there's also Tyrese and some other guy mm-hmm. with him. And they're like car fighting. Then something happens where mask mask guys like the Nas won't load the napalm won't load the gas won't load and not megan kelly is like oh my god we're doomed and he's like get out of here and she's like okay bye and ejects herself and his car go up goes up in flames right and then we immediately cut to statham yes he's working in the local lava factory (laughs) pouring lava um... setting the scene for another action movie like showdown eventually you know because that's the lava setting. Exactly. I was like, I was confused. I'm like, oh, he's not in prison. Because it still was the same like visual tone as what we had just seen. And we were just explained to like in those opening credit like title sequences that like the prison system's overwhelmed and the crime is bad. You know, I figured he was already in a prison. He was just making lava for the prison. But I did too. Nope. Um, he's working a steel mill technically. And it looks like they're all getting laid off. And so they're all getting their last checks. And it's all only men and they're all pretty pissed, but no one's like fighting yet. And so they get their last checks and it's a lot of money. And then a SWAT team comes and incites a riot. Because the the miners or the workers are basically they're not doing anything. They're just saying we're owed money. Yeah, they're they're slightly disgruntled, but it's like the yeah, the SWAT team incites a riot, I think, to get more people into the prison. Oh, yeah. But Statham doesn't get pulled into the prison there. He goes home to his row house and his hot wife. Yes, hot wife, um, an off-screen child. But the minute we see his wife and his daughter's picture, like, right at the start of the film, and I was like, oh, they're toast. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's, like, in a locker room with the guy at the factory, and he's, like, touching this picture of his wife and kids, like, man I'm a, I'm a good person sex I'm losing my job but at least I'm a good guy he's like I heard about some work down at the docks like for five of us and the guy was like yeah you're a good guy what I think is so funny about this movie is the lengths it goes to to illustrate that this is a good man later on we learn he gets sent to prison and we'll get to that but like because I'm jumping ahead a little bit like he is not one of the murderers or rapists in this high security prison but the movie also isn't interested in explaining that everybody else who was in this prison like it doesn't touch on you know his team and like the crimes they might have committed to get there right are they all just like like accidentally there too or like were they manipulated into being there like he was yeah unclear because you know 
the ward need to get her whole racing team, not just the driver. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's possible. But yeah, basically, he's with his wife and he's like, you're hot. And she's like, let's have sex right now. Yep. Basically, she's like, I don't care that you lost your job. I didn't marry you for that. And then they're like making out. And then right. the baby cries. I didn't marry you for your ability to provide. Right. I didn't marry you because you could hold down a job. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're interrupted by the baby. He goes to comfort the baby and she's like, oh, that's cute. And then there's like a man in the room, which is very scary. Mm -hmm. Had a mask, like a ski mask on. And then it was actually kind of confusing to me what happened next. Or there's like a lot of like flashes of, they're like flashed to black and then sort of the next thing. But basically, the, the man in the ski mask kills Statham's wife and frames him for it. Yeah. And then sprays Statham with like a pepper spray or something. So he knocks out so that when the police come, they find the dead wife and Statham holding this bloody knife. Yeah, exactly. So then Statham goes straight to prison. No stops. <laughs> we get a six months later time card. Oh, the, the wife did say. And this was so stupid and it was just like the most like if you saw this in the script you go like please take that out it's so ridiculous but like she says you're a good man and this is his first and last name oh I know I know and I'm like oh it's okay if we don't know his first and last name yet you're a good man Jensen Jensen Ames do your best line reading like your most sincere line reading of okay. that you're a good man Jason Statham I didn't marry you because you could hold down a job and provide for my baby I married you because of this. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was her whole vibe. Do you want to do one? You're a good man, Jensen Ames. I didn't marry you because of your ability to hold down a job. I didn't marry you because even I thought you'd be a good father. I married you because of this. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. Uh, I I broke a little bit there, but you know, hopefully casting can see through that. That was good. Uh, but the, I mean, I was like, oh, okay, that's the conceit of the movie. He's being framed so that they can get him into the death race. Exactly. Like there was no surprise or like. No, and, and it was not? it was immediately clear that that was exactly why he was there. I'm glad that he figured out quickly too. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. So that he's not stupid. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he got his own prison room. That was nice. I know it was kind of a bit weird. It's like a jungle gym prison room. A jungle gym prison room. I think it's like a cage. Yeah, yeah, that's what it does. No, that, that's shown later. But um, when he's like doing the pull-ups, and such a prison cliche. Yeah, but he just got his own prison room. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a sadistic guard. Yeah, there's a lot of like actors I've recognized in this crew. The guard looks familiar to me. One of the guys who was in the race. Who they like they're, they're like he's the crazy one um he's latino he was in sons i think he was in sons of anarchy oh he's the reaper the one who gets killed yeah like, yeah, yeah. i think he's from sons of anarchy or maybe it was like breaking bad he plays mm-hmm. this cartel guy and he's super spooky we uh, also have ian mcshane who plays yeah. the hotel concierge in john wick that's who that is yes or not the the hotel manager sorry not the concierge yes the hitman hotel manager kind of playing the same role as like the the guiding force of like of the rules Mm -hmm. I really liked again so this is like I really liked his team I loved the 
the guy with like the strip of like kind of the half mohawk, the strip of hair. And I loved Lists, kind of the sweet nerd. Oh yeah. I wonder what got him to prison though. I thought it was really interesting that the movie was very clear on not mentioning that. Like what Yeah, I wanted to have, yeah, I thought we that was an obvious thing to toss in there. Like, oh, I uh I stopped a kid from getting bullied and I got arrested, you know, like whatever it was, or like I killed my bully. Cause you just know he had like some kind of altruistic reason that he was there. I mean, I say like, he was just so sweet. And then you think of like a serial killer who's like, I could never but he, like- But he did wrong. nothing to show to us that he wasn't sweet. Yeah. Yeah. The audience never sees the team being anything. No, but trustworthy, you know. kind people. I know. Yeah. No one in this prison is a bad guy except for the designated bad guys. Yes, who we're, we are told have this many kills and are like this psychopathic. Um, yeah. I thought the guy, his name is Pachenko. Mm-hmm. And we later learned that he is the one who killed Statham's wife. But I kind of thought he looked like a cheap Ben Affleck. A little bit. But yeah, so basically Statham gets to prison and he's the new guy. And everyone's like, you know, yelling at him and like, you're new. We don't like you. We don't like you because you're new. The um, the sweet nerdy guy already knows who he is. And he, he says that like, oh, he's like a great racer and he's got this time and this time and this time. Does that mean that he's already done some death racing? A different prison? They say he was in prison before. They say he was at a different prison. I think he used to be like uh, an amateur or like lower leagues racer. And then when he got into Outside prison- of prison? Outside of prison, yeah. But when he got into the prison the first time, they took away his ability to race or something like that. You know, nobody would hire him again. Interesting. That was my take. Why did the nerd have stats on his racing then if it wasn't related to the one of the death races? I don't know. Like maybe, you know, like a, maybe pulled them up for not NASCAR. It was in a handwritten notebook. He didn't pull them. (laughs) Well, then he flipped to the the page. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Who knows? I mean, this is a silly thing to nitpick. Who knows? Okay, so yeah, I guess he has racing experience from the real world. Then I was confused about something. I don't know if you caught this. I think it's Pachinko or like one of the guys who are being rude to him. They're like harassing him and they're saying like, oh, you killed you killed your wife. I mean, like people who kill women. And then he, he said kills women, rapes killers. Oh no, I think he said rapes kitties. What? Like kitties, like kiddos. I was watching it with subtitles, so I caught that. Oh, charming little tidbit. I was not watching with subtitles. Yeah, that's what he said. Okay, we meet um, or he meets Coach, who's the nice guy, and then his two little buddies who are like, "We're in prison, but we're here to not get in any trouble. We have no other agendas except to help you succeed." Well, they really just like working on cars, so I think they're doing whatever they can to keep working on cars. Or because they've been assigned this team and this particular team of um frankenstein nobody in the prison will bother them because the the guards will protect them or take them down oh i guess so they do seem like above it all kind of yeah certainly untouchable yeah it seems like statham got got in with the right crowd um but we meet the scary prison warden lady what mm-hmm. did you think of her oh and, i thought she and was describe a- her describe her. i thought she was a great villain a great corporate villain so it's joan allen with this like sharp icy blonde wig Sorry, not wig. Um, Bob. I don't know why I said wig. Um, And she's always in like corporate suits and like stilettos. There's a moment where she's like taught, like making her 
where she's making her introduction to Statham and she's like, well, looking over your record, I couldn't help but notice, you know, your racing history. But the way the camera pans, it's basically like she's saying, well, looking over your record, I couldn't help but notice your rock hard bod. Because <laughs> it like pans up and down Statham. Yeah. She's great. I thought she was an effective villain. I mean, kind of one note. <laughs> um yeah she was very scary I mean she was like yeah. she seemed like a bad person actually yeah. I don't think she was one note I think she was I thought she was very scary super effective but basically she explains that the guy in the mask from the opening scene the driver in the mask actually did die and they called him Frankenstein but he's really popular online and so they're gonna have Statham wear the mask and be the new Frankenstein so they can keep selling tickets like Frankenstein versus Tyrese. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Death Race. We're back. So this is where I wrote, why are these sweet nerds in here? Yeah, I don't really get it. Our scary prison warden explains the Frankenstein thing. Oh, you're going to be racing and you're going to have to be Frankenstein. But if you win the next race, you get to go free forever. And then she reveals that she knows about his baby girl and she knows where she is. Right. And that she's been like put into a foster care situation or adopted out. Mm-hmm. And she's like torturing him with the, the picture of her and her new family. Yeah. And then we're, we get a walkthrough with the team because there are teams in this movie. <laughs> Oh, so, so this is a universal production, which makes me think uh-huh. that somebody was like, Fast and Furious is doing so well. Let's just like tweak the formula a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it also, definitely feels like a sister movie to Fast and Furious. Yeah. More yeah. extreme. Um, especially because they've got Tyrese. Yeah. And Tyrese. Uh, and and Statham. Pretty- yes. Tyrese in this film is pretending to be like scary and bad, but he's so handsome and cute. I didn't buy it for a second. I just couldn't believe that he was the antagonist. Like I just didn't believe it. And the minute, like at the very end, when they're well, like, that's what I mean, because like, like, well, they do team up, and he's like, it turns out he's not that antagonistic at all. But like even in the beginning, when they're trying to be like, he's so scary and bad, he cuts his face, which I did not like seeing that. No. He cuts his face for every person he murders. I'm like, but he's so cute and he's Tyrese. He's, he's here for a fun time. Right. So yeah. I'm glad they did let them become friends. But we get the conceit of it, right? Which is like, you win five races, you get to be free. And immediately I'm like, that's never happening. They're never letting anyone win five races. No. Um, but they say, oh, you know, Frankenstein's already racked up four wins. You get one more. And then Tyrese has uh, three mm-hmm. as well. And then th- that, that ends that the race is over three days and has like a pay-per-view system. I really thought that their pricing model was incorrectly set up because it's 50 bucks, right? Is it 50? No, I'm sorry. It's $99 for the first stage. And then they're like, and then you can pay $250 for the whole or like, thing. Or, yeah, for the whole thing. I thought what they should have done was get people in on either a free account or like pay $15 for the first race and then it's more. Yeah. But they didn't. It is, yeah. It's, it's a prison with a death race uh, subscription model. There are some fun parts of the movie that even now as I'm thinking about like introing them, I realize, oh, they actually did come back into play later. 
but there's this great moment where Frank's team or Statham's team is basically like explaining to them him their the car, and so it's like all this like the NAS, which is the stuff they use in Fast and the Furious to like boost yeah. boost their cars. And like the napalm, and here's where you send out, you know, nails to pop your well, yeah, no, it's like car. smoke and oil. But there's this moment where somebody says, like, I think Statham says, "What's that?" And then the guy with the strip of hair goes, "It's the most important part of the car." And he pulls it out, and it's the cigarette lighter, and like lights right. a cigarette with it, which is a really cute moment. But it does come back into play because at the very, like, in the very last race, that's what he Statham uses to set something on fire yeah like like, it's in the middle race to stop the um or maybe it's like even the first race he uses it to eject the um tank of explosives and then delay it yes yeah I think that's in the the first race race, because he asked her to get in his lap and that was early oh right that was a fun moment they have a system this is incomprehensible they have a system of shipping in a handful of very hot ladies from the women's prison to accompany these men in the cars. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Also, the women were all wearing like short, short shorts and like crop tops while the guys all had on these protective suits. Yeah. Didn't get that. But that was just absurd. I guess they're like the the quote navigator, but they don't need a navigator. Yeah, what do they do? Yeah, it was like, so wait, each team gets a hot criminal woman. And we get the system on the track. This was creative. I'll give them, I'll give them this. How like on the track, they have these grates that they can drive over and I mean, their triggers and getting bullets um, for like def- like offensive weapons or getting access to their defensive weapons. Mm-hmm. And that was clever because they would like turn them on and off or it depended where you were when you drove over the grate. Sort of like hitting um, one of those boxes in Mario Kart. Yeah, this was the video game part where I was like, yeah. oh, Oh, and this is where we start getting some gruesome, gory deaths, too. I have a question, though, relating to the navigators. So a lot of these drivers have run this race before, right? Um, I suppose, yeah. So what do, why do the navigators need to be there to be like, there's a shortcut there, or like, take this quicker route there, if people already know all of it? Good question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How would the navigators know about shortcuts the drivers wouldn't? Right. That's what I mean. I don't know. I also, I did figure though, I mean, since we know the one navigator are the one assigned to Statham was bought off, maybe all of the navigators are bought off to make sure that their driver lands in whatever position the warden oh. wants them to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's their whole role is an insurance policy. Yeah. But you're right. This is where we get a really, we see what the death, like the death grade is, and it is so gory. Very, very gory. We see um, the guy from Sons of Anarchy or whatever that show is um, survive a car crash, a fatal car crash, and then get decapitated and squished by Tyrese's car anyway. But Statham's killing too. I mean, he does kill um, one of the other drivers when he does that whole maneuver of like get in my lap and the cigarette lighter and the, the bomb he makes. So then after the race, I mean, he does well, of course. Therese does well, and some of the minor characters are off the board, Mm -hmm. Um, which we know now more than ever is like the plan, because we're also seeing the the female warden talking to her guard and being like, yeah, the plan is like, we'll, of course, we're not going to let him win, but like, we'll let him get really close. 
and let's like get everyone else off the board. And so we see Statham the next day, like preparing for the next race, not helping with the car really, <laughs> just like doing no. his own thing. And then coach is like, you're not a wife killer. I know you, you're a good man. Yeah. From what? Do you think maybe coach, do you think this is before or after his time in the Hitman Hotel? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pretend all these movies are related. So that's more fun. Like maybe when, when Tyrese, um, remember in Miami and, uh, too fast, too furious when Tyrese had just gotten out of prison and he had the ankle bracelet. Maybe he just got out of this prison. That's what I was thinking. Cause at the end of this, he says he's going to Miami and it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe he, he did a little pit stop in Mexico then went up to Miami. Yeah. So I, I think coach goes to the Hitman hotel after this. But I don't know. What do you think? That would make sense. Although from what coach says, it's like he could leave, but he stayed. That was kind of what I got from him. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, I'm going to have nightmares from all this violence. (laughs) Uh, Did you last night? I actually did have really disturbing dreams. Yeah. Uh Where it was like a Hunger Games scenario, but it was in our house. Well, but that's this. This is like a Hunger Games scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Where there were all these rules and like you couldn't breathe or you couldn't like make noise. I don't remember what it was, but it was really scary. Sounds awful. (sighs) That's not a good dream. Anyway, at certain point, Statham figures out because Pachenko keeps doing these, this like gun cocking motion with his hand. And Statham has flashbacks to when his wife was killed and he saw the the ski mask man do the same thing. And so he confronts Pachenko. Mm-hmm. In this like classic, like sort of white waffle knit, long sleeve shirt. But I feel like I've seen this yeah. like a hundred times. It's like a signature. He fights the brotherhood. That must mean like the Aryan brotherhood, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got. Pachenko has like the Confederate flag tattooed on his arm. So. Oh, I miss that. Yeah. So he gets into a big fight with like the, the Nazi group. And then the sweet gentle guy stabs the Pachenko guy in the back with a pen. With a pen. Cause Pachenko or maybe Pachenko's men grabbed Statham, but they're choking him out with a like chain link. And then List gets him. And then List gets one of, gets his fingers crushed by the brotherhood yeah i didn't like that didn't like that either but it all turns out okay and i was like Stephen, go help him i know i guess also it was like the guards don't care because they're making so much noise for a long time but i guess that was also like part of the guards plan to like have them wrap each other up i guess because they do intervene eventually so then we're on like day three or two or something and he find he asks uh his navigator his hot criminal Oh, sing it with me, Rebecca. What? Mama, I'm in love with the <laughs> And this kind of love isn't rational. It's physical. It's physical. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, that was Criminal by Britney Spears. It's a great song. So he asks his hot criminal, go ahead. So he asks, he asks this hot criminal girl, hey, did you sabotage the last Frankenstein and get him killed? Because I should know. And she's like, yep. He's like, admits it right away. She's like, yeah, I made a deal with the warden. And he's like, oh shit, we're all making deals with the warden. And so the deal that she made is that, is that basically the Statham won't win. Um, but then he's on day two and he's like, he's doing all kinds of crazy driving things and like violent things really going after Pachenko, like really like, like using all his tricks. 
We see the spinning around trick, you know, where they, yes. one car is going forward and the other spins around to go backwards, but still facing them. Yes, we saw that. Um, and then we have kind of the warden's secret plan to make things more exciting and up the ratings that they've been building in another part of the prison called the Dreadnought, which is sort of like a locomotive. It looked like, a, like an oil tanker to me. Yeah, yeah. But it had the like locomotive train thing on front. Oh, yeah. That's the Dreadnought. And I think it's driven by guards. I think it is too, because there's guards like popping their little heads up out of the top and firing guns. <laughs> yeah. And they never tell us who's driving it. And it's not like in the race. Like, wouldn't yeah. you think people at home would be like, what the fuck? That's not like a racer. Like you're cheating. It feels like something in a video game where it's like you get to the second level and this is like the another level. obstacle. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the people watching at home like got an explanation as to what it was that we didn't see on the screen. Right. Probably it was like a voiceover being like, we're going to ramp up the action folks and bring in the dreadnought. And let's see yeah. how they do, right? I had I thought here too that the lady warden was messing with Tyrese's partners too. And that's why he kept getting rid of them. Oh, interesting. But uh-huh. I don't think that pans out because they end up dying a lot too. Yeah. I think it's just like a joke that they keep dying. But when he kicks the one out in this scene, like he kicks somebody out of the car because they don't do something he wants them to. Um, I'm like, oh, she's gotten to him too. Yeah. He's like sabotaging it too. And Tyrese is too smart um, to trust anybody. But I think it's just coincidence. You would hope, but no. Yeah. One of the drivers named 14K that was never explained. Um, Very gruesome death for his criminal woman. Oh yeah. That was upsetting. It was disgusting. I think you're right. I think they're going for the, the, what's that chart called with three overlapping circles? Venn diagram. I think they're going for the Venn diagram of teenage boys, whoever, that like Fast and the Furious, Saw, mm-hmm. and like a third one. Video games. <laughs> and video games. Yeah. I think that's our, our Venn diagram here of who this movie is for. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and this is also when we find out that um, the warden's going to put a bomb on on uh, Frank's car. Yes. Frank, I mean, Statham's car. Yeah. But this is also where Frank Statham breaks the rules and pages um, Tyrese and is like, hey, let's take down the dreadnought. And I they do. I did too. And then they're friends. Yeah. They're like, they're like cautious friends, or I guess Tyrese is cautiously friendly. But mm-hmm. like they're your, you know, your best friends now. It's all good. The prison warden tempts Statham with abandoning his child to stay in prison longer as if that's going to work. Right. She's like, wouldn't it be the most beautiful act of love? The most unselfish, like, yeah, uh, unconditional act of love to let your daughter have the life she deserves and to race in my prison death race forever. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so good for you, Jason Statham, to abandon your kid forever and just voluntarily stay in this prison hell for, for the rest of your life? Yeah. And also, I wrote, like, she assumes he's a bad dad, but we don't know that he is. No, it, I mean, he didn't pick his kid up when she was, like, cooing in the crib, but by all accounts, he's a decent dad. Well, he didn't stay and, like, phone his wife when he wanted to. He at least went to the kid. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's not 
the Owen Wilson dad in Marry Me, who is oh, an excellent a very dad. good dad. Excellent. Bad communicator in relationships, but an excellent dad. Yeah, they're going to need to work on some of his insecurities and like communicating them to J-Lo. Yeah. Accountability. So this is where we're moving into stage three. Um, the warden has all the, all the, um, Oh, there's a oh. line. Sorry, before we get there, I think the words that remind me who said this because I wrote it down. Fuck with me and we'll see who shits in the sidewalk. Oh, yeah, the warden said that because they took down her dreadnought. I don't understand it. <laughs> um, I think it's referring to the fact that <laughs> one of them does not have the privilege of like having the requisite bathroom facilities, which is sort of a human <laughs> right. <laughs> sidewalk I mean I suppose it's it's just an odd line it's a weird one yeah okay anyway sorry to interrupt you I just thought that was important that was important because we're seeing the warden come come apart at the seams yeah yeah she's cursing too and the beginning she says no cursing oh right yeah that's one of her rules but as as most action movies deliver upon we get this from this movie too we get a villain speech so the warden assembles all the prisoners to say, you know, to oh, say, yeah. this is stage three. The world didn't want you. Mm-hmm. You weren't good enough for them and you proved it. You're all killers and assaulters and criminals. But I took you in and through my death race, I made you pure. And now the world doesn't deserve you, but I do. Right. You're my heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like rolling their eyes, like, this is so nuts. Like, please stop. But yeah, so now we're on the third race. Yes. And Tyrese and Statham have a little plan together because they're the only two left in the race. Um, and also Coach has seen something on the video with the old Frank. He's seeing the bomb being planted. That's that must be what he sees because of what happens later. Oh, I missed that. I thought it was part of the escape plan. Right? That, that, that must be it. That's it. That makes you're right you're right yeah they're in the race and they decide to like team up and basically get the fuck out of there yeah they blast a hole in the wall and they drive Mm -hmm. Um, but we have this inspiring quote beforehand sounds like the odds are stacked against us oh yeah then do what you do best drive (laughs) the boys are driving out of town on this like one lane highway and they're not being stopped. Like you, you'd think they would have like, like a big barrier. They could like, like a, like a moat or something. Like they could drop the highway into the water or like. Oh have yeah. They could come up out of the highway to stop them. Mm-hmm. You know, or even like, you know, when you're driving somewhere you're not supposed to be and there's like, or you've seen like even in corporate buildings or I'm sure like by the white house, there's like metal columns that can come up out of the ground to stop you. Yeah. You'd think they would have those. Yeah, that's very simple. But nope, they 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 leave completely unobstructed. And uh, um, I love this move. So Statham swaps drivers with his female criminal friend. Mm-hmm. And he tumbles out of the car. And Tyrese does something else and tumbles out of his car, I guess. She puts on the mask. and But she's like, it's fine. Don't worry. I have my release papers. And I'm thinking, well, they don't give a fuck about your release papers. That was one of the biggest plot holes. Right, they're this just gonna, this is a this is a prison that kills its prisoners for fun. Right. 
Why would they honor some bullshit release papers when you've helped two criminals escape? They would just kill her. Right. Or they destroy the release papers and be like, you have to keep driving. Right. Or they've just, I mean, she's not the driver even. They would just kill her. Yeah. Also, their whole plan was to kill Statham and she's standing there in the mask in broad daylight. Why not just kill her then? Well, I guess because it's televised. But there is a great moment where the warden is like, fine, I'm going to kill you. And so she presses the bomb to go off, but nothing happens. And it cuts to the team looking at the bomb and they go, somebody's mad right now. And coach goes, nobody fucks with my car. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so Statham and Tyrese are free men. Somehow the boys say, we're going to go to Miami. And Statham's like, I gotta do something first. I gotta get my kid. Then we go back to lady warden and her guard is like, you got the best readings ever. And here are all these gifts from the networks and like, wow, what a great job you did with the, with the escape plot. And she's like, yeah, I did a good job. I always win. Coach blows her up. And he says to camera, I love this game. Yeah. What did you make of that? That was insane. I mean, that broke, yeah, I broke the fourth wall in a way that was completely inconsistent with the rest of the movie. I think we're meant to ignore it. So then we go six months in the future and we're in Mexico. And um, Tyrese and Statham are trying to live honest lives as car mechanics. Yes. And suddenly this car pulls up. And I had this wild moment, Rebecca, where I got so excited. And I was like, oh my God, what if it's Dom? Ah, that would have been cool. Yeah. What if it's Dom like showing up in Mexico? That would have been very cool. It's not. No. It's our hot navigator. And her hair looks perfect. Yeah. I don't know how she walked or even drove in those shoes, though. My God. It's all outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. And the baby's there. Mm -hmm. And and Statham has some, like, speech and, like, this voiceover speech. The rest of the movie all about loving his kid. Oh, I know. No one's going to love her as much as I'm going to love her. So it's best that she's with me. And I may not be the perfect dad, but I'll be the, the best dad. And then the movie ends. It was a strange way to end the movie because it's like, that wasn't, I don't know. I would think that the ending monologue, if there's going to be like a voiceover, it would be like, that's what they get for thinking they can lock us up and treat, you know, and manipulate the system. You know, so, something about- one Yeah, of the like films. sooner or later, sooner or later, the system finds you. Right. So I think we both know how we feel about this movie. What, let's jump to trash can fire ratings. What trash can fire rating would you give this? I think it's a two- it's not as bad as some movies I've seen. I think I think the one was Den of Thieves. This is better than Den of Thieves, but it is not better than other movies that I have seen. <laughs> and I wouldn't see it again. I mean, I love Jason Statham and I love Tyrese and I'm glad they got to be friends at the end, but I don't generally like prison movies either. I don't like spending a lot of time in the prison and we spend a lot of time in the prison. Glad we avoided a lot of like classic prison scenes though, or like the beating, you know, I guess we did see beating up scenes, but you know, like the the prison yard and then you got to negotiate with that one and it just bums me out. So it's a two for me. What about you? I'm sort of struggling between a one and a half and a two. Mm -hmm. Cause I think, yeah, Den of Thieves is definitely a one. Yeah. I'm going to go with one and a half because a lot of other movies I've given twos I felt better about because if this is a two for me it's a very low two yeah (laughs) yeah it's just there's too much there that is unexamined and like you said I love 
I love Statham. I love Tyrese, but I'd just rather watch Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather see them having a lot more fun in that movie than not having fun in this movie. Yeah, I'm going to go with a one and a half. I think that's a good one. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of Death Race. What movie are we watching next? Yes, we are watching The Transporter 2. Oh man, we're just going to be on a Statham roll here. Yes, I'm excited to see more Statham. I'm curious where this one will go because we, you know, I didn't hate the first transporter. Um, I thought it was pretty fun. So I'm curious. Yeah. I'm going to try and go into this transporter with more of an open heart. Yes. But until then, if you've been enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating written review about what you liked, what you'd like to see more of. We really appreciate them. It helps us get the word out to more of our audience. If you'd like to send us movie recommendations or praise, you can do that at ladiesgetaction at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at ladiesgetaction. Rebecca, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Ringley Casting. And Rin, where can people find you? I am also on Instagram at Rin Olson. That's R-I-N-O-L-S-S-O-N. Or on my website at rinolson.com. Until next time, get, get some, some action. action.